We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, everybody. This is Broncos for Breakfast. It will be me again this morning on uh, a Monday. Nick is on location doing his thing. I think this is the end of his uh, his travels and stuff before we go out to uh, to the meet and greet here in a couple of weeks. So it's just me today, and I don't know what to say. <laughs> I got a lot to say, actually, I know, but I, I almost want to just turn this over to the chat, which I'm probably going to do. And just say, you know, what what do y'all want to talk about? Um, you know, it's breaking down the game. You know, I don't think that's what you want to do. You don't want to break down the game. Uh, so my idea for this podcast was going to be like a, a buy-sell. Let's go through the roster because, frankly, the idea of this team accomplishing any of the goals you set out beforehand, it's it's pretty much done. Uh, a I don't think I'm I'm offending anybody by saying that. Oh, it's only one and four. It's only five games. No, it's not just that you're one and four. It's the same thing I said after the first two games of the season. It's not that you just you started zero and two. It's that you started zero and two against teams that you should have beaten. The schedule now the schedule gets hard. It's Kansas City Chiefs, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills. It's Now's the hard part of the schedule and you're one and four. So it looks pretty dire. And I think, and like I said, I'm going to let the chat, I'm going to let you all kind of help steer this conversation, but I feel like we want to talk about how does it get better? What are some of the things we can do where we can go, where we can go moving on? We're looking to 2024, Scott, who's still going to be with this team? Who's going to be gone? What can you get in return? And you know, I'll talk to that. I'll talk about that all day. That's that's kind of my thought on this. Uh, but I'll keep up with the chat and you know, super chats flash. Obviously, that's a you know, it's a shameless plug. But I see them first. So you know, if that's what you want to talk about, get them in, and I'm going to let you all steer the conversation because right now, and uh, we'll get to the chat here in a second. You know, right now the the season for me, as far as prognosticating the Denver Broncos season playoff chances in 2023 is done. It, it hurts me for y'all to say that, but that's how I th- I think about it. And this U.S. Dave was like, uh, oh, no, we suck again, Bayou Creep. Gary Schopel says, is it too early to, to consider hitting the nuke button? The plans have been laid for that two years ago as far as the contracts go. Something that, that we've talked about is a lot of the contracts 
except Russell Wilson's, a lot of your big money contracts are set up that you can get out from under them after the 2023 season, including Randy Gregory's, which you already did. So the 2024, you've got a lot of cap savings from moving on from Randy Gregory. You save about $11 million from moving on from him. That's $11 million you can go spend somewhere else. Cortland Sutton's like that. Tim Patrick is like that. Uh, God bless him. Uh, Garrett Bowles is like that. Justin Simmons is like that. So there's several of them. Unfortunately, there's a couple that balloon as well, including guys like Mike McGlinchey, Russell Wilson, Ben Powers. Um, but as we get into this, let me open up. I, I like to keep an eye on the, the Facebook chat as well. In case y'all are coming in with stars, I don't want to, I don't want to miss you. Um, because you know, someone like uh, Lawrence Rivera is coming with some stars already. Let's see if I can find you Lawrence. Uh, it's a little harder to hunt these down as they're coming in. Uh, Michael Ranquillo is here. He says, good morning, Scott. I'm Broncos for breakfast. Thank you, sir. Uh, Albert Knoppers is here. Good morning, Scott and MHH fans. Do you think it is going to be a garage sale now? You know, that might be the better way to put it. I've seen a lot of, well, can't, you know, what, what can we get for these guys? And I feel like a lot of it is a little over, we overvalue our own players as fans for the most part. It's like, oh, we're not going to get anything for these guys now because they know we're desperate. Brother, you weren't going to get anything for them before. Some of the guys, there's there's one guy on this team that has significant trade value. That's it right now. His name's his name's a uh, Patrick Sertan. So uh, on that note, where are you, Lawrence? In here, I want to. I might just have to read it. Um, it. Says Taylor Swift would say, "Shake it off," but we need to start rebuilding now. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, you need to at least start buying the tools, you know, getting the lumber. You need to head to Home Depot right now and, and start getting the stuff to build your deck. Uh, the rebuild itself, as you can't start building your deck until uh, until next week, until next next season, I mean. Um, but coming in on the Super Chats, uh, Donald Willison says, my monthly good morning, Nick and Scott. Good morning, sir. Bonco's country, morning, morning. So what do we hope for, fellows? Tanking, firing, or all of the above? I, I think... I think you probably want to sacrifice a coach. I think everybody kind of knows who it is. That's Vance Joseph. Now, does bringing in a new defensive coordinator that happens to be out of work right now drastically change the fortunes of this team? No. Will they play better? Probably. Be hard to play worse, wouldn't it? Um, it's upsetting. It's upsetting when you're getting halftime reports of DJ Jones being out and the very first play, where's DJ Jones? DJ Jones is anchor right center of your defensive line. The first play that the Jets run when DJ Jones is off the field is dead up the middle and it goes for 77 yards. Now, if I see Sauce Gardner go off the field, where am I going with the ball? I'm going to go attack his replacement. If I see DJ Jones go off the field, I'm going to attack the dead center of that defense. That you didn't drop two guys into that spot to cover for him. That you were out-schemed by Nathaniel Hackett on a play like that when you lose a key defender. One of your few key defenders. Man. <laughs> That's... uh that I, I, y'all have heard me say, I don't, I don't get mad about wins or losses. I get mad when I see 
blatant stupidity. I get mad when I see waste. I get mad at that type of things. Like, you're kidding me. I get mad when I see Nathaniel Hackett running a, a short out pattern to the wide side of the field with two seconds left on the clock. That stuff makes me mad. That made me mad. TJ Jones, one play, right up the gut. They didn't even got to go wide on him. What do you hope for? A firing yes. Tanking? Not sure it matters, man. I don't know who you're beating right now on your schedule. It, tanking's going to be a natural progression of not being a very good team. How many wins are on are left on your schedule? If we look across, I bet the Broncos would not be favored in any of their remaining games right now. Not a one. Um, if I'm looking down the schedule, I mean, let's let's go through this real quick. At Chiefs, no. Packers, no. Chiefs at home, no. At Bills, no. Vikings, maybe. Browns, no. At Texans, no. At Chargers, no. At Lions, no. Versus Patriots, maybe. Versus Chargers, probably not. At Raiders, no. I got two maybes in there. I don't think you have to tank. You're going to be sitting there with a, you know, right now you're on pace for a, a top three pick. You want to be top two. You really, really do. Appreciate you, Donald. Addison Rodchek comes in. He says, morning, guys. It's officially trade and draft season. Probably. Probably. Uh, Patriot Tex, he comes in as well. He says, not just the roster, but the scouting, the front office, all of it needs a rebuild. The entire organization stinks. Patriot Tex, Addison, I, I'm, I'm with you all on this. When I, If things stay, the ch if, if you change everything else and things stay the same, this is basic troubleshooting. Uh, you know, it's it's not as simple as, okay, well, you blew a power breaker in your garage. That's why the refrigerator doesn't work, even though you changed refrigerators three times. There's no power to the fridge. But when I'm looking at it, if I change things around and 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 I'm not getting different results, what is what is in place that is similar? Well, you are. You've been here as fans. Is this your fault? No. Okay. <sighs> The ownership has changed. The coaches have changed. Quarterbacks have changed. There's some players. We start talking about fire sales. We start talking about garage sales. There's some players in here in culture where some of them have been shipped out. You didn't bring back Dalton Reisner. You let Brandon McManus go. Uh, Randy Gregory, that's a culture move right there. I look in the front office. I start looking around. Who's got 10 years here? Who's got seven, eight years here? Uh, the scouting department is a question. George Payton is a dead man walking. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, you know, the only one that's, that, that I think was really for sure going to see next year is Greg Penner. You know, the ownership's not going anywhere. And I, I think Sean Payton, unless he calls it quits, which he ain't. Sean Payton will be here. After that, man, all bets are off when it comes to who else is still going to be here. Um, let me work my way down in the chat a little bit. Uh, Isaac says, I'm just tired of losing. Uh, appreciate you, Isaac. Yeah, it, it is. It's a it's a different feeling for Denver Broncos fans. You've never been one of those franchises. Uh, I grew up with in Atlanta with Atlanta sports. And if you go just type in Atlanta Braves reference and look at their record in the 80s, the Atlanta Falcons didn't have a winning season in the 80s, and they didn't have back-to-back winning seasons for the first 40 years of their existence. You know, I get it. Y'all aren't y'all aren't used to this, and it sucks. Question we had last night. I think it was Tom. Might have been Tom. Uh, it doesn't matter who it was. The question. <laughs> it was a great question to you. I can't remember. That's on me. The question was. You know, how often do we have to go through a rebuild? How many times do we have to do this to get it right? I'm like, the, the, the answer for me was you haven't done a rebuild. You haven't, you haven't burned it down. You've sold an asset here or there at the trade deadline because you thought you were going to be good and weren't Von Miller. You thought you had a chance to make a run. You didn't. So you, you move on from Von Miller, who was going to be a free agent in the last year of his contract, and you got a good return back. The next year, you didn't, you didn't rebuild. You went all in. Yeah, you, you sold a ton. You traded a ton of draft picks. You traded uh, some some players that were uh, contributors to your team for Russell Wilson. Then you signed him to a big contract. That's not a rebuild. That's going all in. That failed spectacularly. This year, ton of money in free agency. Wrapped up some big money contracts. Now, there are some the, the, the money spender guys, you're thinking, okay, these are guys that we can build around moving forward if we have to hit the nuke button and get rid of the previous regime. Uh, the Justin Simmons, Garrett Bowles, Josie Jules of the world, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. If all those guys are gone, these are guys we can build around. Unfortunately, Mike McGlinchey hasn't been playing very well. Ben Powers has been okay. Zach Allen, I thought he had a much better game. Um, you know, Some of these guys that we know are better than what we've seen, like Zach Allen, that's something you can think of. Okay, I can build on this. This is a young guy, talented, who, for whatever reason, but if you've got five years under your belt with the Denver Broncos right now, I'd be looking for for sale signs in my house, man. I, you, you've got to, when we talk about burning it all down, <clears throat> changing the culture, anything, you know, the, the, if you've got kids, you've seen the crews, you know, anything new is bad. I'd almost go with the exact opposite right there, which right now is anything old is bad. Sorry. It's not, but Garrett, it's not my fault. I don't care. It's got to change. Uh, Justin Simmons, I've been playing well. I'm doing, I, I know. 
and thank you for your service. It's got to change. And Justin, you deserve better. I'd sell this way. You deserve better. You're a Pro Bowl safety. Let's see if we can't get you a place where you can make a run at the playoffs now that you're in your 30s and making $18 million a year. Let's see if we can we can do that. <clears throat> um, let me see. I'm going to come down here, the question a little bit. There's some questions about how high can the draft pick actually go? Um, you know, who's worse than the than the Broncos right now? I have a feeling when power rankings come out this week, if you're not 32, the highest you'll be is 31. And it would be the Carolina Panthers would be in there too. Um, Carolina Panthers are starting a rebuild for the most part. New coach. Now, they traded up to think they got their quarterback and probably are going to kick themselves that they don't have the first round pick next year. But, you know, you can't really plan for two years down the road when you're talking about the draft because you're not sure what's going to happen. But yeah, uh, there's a pretty good chance you're looking at a top three pick right now. And, and, and it doesn't matter who you're worse than, who's going to have a worse record? I can see the Panthers picking up three or four wins as they get it together under Frank Reich, as Bryce Young starts getting a little bit more experience under his belt. I can see that happening. You can try and say the same thing with the Denver Broncos, but do you see them improving? I can see things that I like to get better, but it's not like we're talking about Russell Wilson as a young quarterback. He can pick up nuances as, uh, of the, the offense, but I'm not counting on young players to develop on this team right now. This was a team that was like, we're going to take one more shot at this thing at 2023, and then we're going to blow the whole damn thing up. Blowing us up today. Troy coming in. Love it, Troy. Thank you. Missed you last night. I feel like we uh, we didn't get to see you last night on a busy one, but you the morning after was probably better for you. The problem is reality does not met expect meet match expectations, and I guess expectations were too high all year. Let's rewind and expect a year of Sean Payton sorting the roster and implementing a system, develop young guys, get control of the cap, and get picks. I agree with that one hundred percent. And as I was advocating for Sean Payton to be the coach of this team in January, I said worst case for 2023 is he's overseeing a rebuild in 2024, and that's a good thing. What makes me a little bit nervous on this is the, the dictatorship, the totalitarian of a coach general manager with too much control. It just it doesn't work very often. Now you can point to the most <clears throat> successful coach of all time also had general manager powers. It's Bill Belichick. That's not how he started. He didn't start with all of the power though. He worked his way into that as he went on and started winning and moving on. He started getting more and more power as he earned it. And as he kept winning, he didn't start that way. I've used the example of Bill Parcells. We hear about Sean Payton and Bill Parcells all the time. Bill Parcells wanted to be a guy who was a general manager and a coach. Don't remember having him success doing both of those things. Um, he was hella successful at, at, with the New York Giants, but then the ego, the I want to do more, starts coming in. Uh, Mike Holmgren, I believe, went from the Packers to the Seahawks on a big deal. Never, never had that same success. One of my all-time favorite Falcons coaches, near and dear to our hearts here in Georgia, has some mixed feelings in Broncos country is Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves got himself out of three different jobs because he wanted to be general manager and coach at the same time. 
it's tough. So George Payton is gone. It's just a matter of time. Who does he bring in? Is it Jeff Ireland to come in and be general manager? You can still be the boss of the general manager as long as you're letting him do his work, as long as you are delegating that part of the job because it is a very, very different skill set. And frankly, I don't want the guy drafting the player who also has to worry about his contract and cap management to also coach him. Not only are those different skill sets, those could be a conflict of interest. There's animosity that happens in those negotiations. Both of you should feel a little good and both of you should feel a little pissed off. I don't want to take that to the field. Let's look at Jonathan Taylor as an example with Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen is the head coach of that team. He is not involved in the, the contract negotiations and all that. He has kept a good relationship with Jonathan Taylor. He has never talked about contract. He hasn't done any of that type of thing. And then he's back. He's like, hey, we love him. I've been in touch with him. Great relationship. That's what I want from my coach. I want my coach to do player management on the field, both ego-wise, playing time-wise, and all that type of stuff. So, Troy, the one thing that concerns me is the total control. He's got. I, I think Sean Payton's a fantastic coach. There was a comment in here saying, what do you think that Shane, Sean Payton has lost his touch? I don't think so. I think this is a very flawed Broncos team. I think Sean Payton is still a very good football coach. Does he have problems? Yes. Does he, has he made some mistakes, some hiring mistakes, some personal? Yes. That goes more to the general manager aspect of what he's doing now. But if he's going to be doing all of this stuff and lording over the Denver Broncos with 100% iron fist control, it's not going to work. It's not, I'm afraid it's not going to work. Um, let me see here coming in. Uh, Skyler coming in. Good to see you. It's been a little while. Um, he says, will Vance be fired after the Kansas City game? The Jets had five red zone trips with Zach Allen. Oh, Skyler, that's a great question. Hey, gang. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. You know how it is watching the Broncos. To say the least, you work up a bit of an appetite. But you can get ahead of that by ordering online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday, and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. Personally, I'm a big fan of Little Caesars plain cheese pizza, but my favorite for what it's worth is the pepperoni with stuffed crust. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Because you start thinking, okay, not this week. It's a short turnaround. You look at, um, you know, a game's in two days. You know, Thursday night against Kansas City. We get through today, then Tuesday, Thursday, it's game time again. Not necessarily the right time. Um, Kansas City, you're going, this one's at Kansas City. Yeah, this one's at Kansas City. If Kansas City embarrasses you again on national TV when nobody, nobody, when everybody's watching, nobody's watching anything else, they're all watching the NFL, then you've got a couple extra days to sort out the defensive coordinator position over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, coming on Monday. It's a possibility. It's a possibility, Skylar. I think that's a good shout. Um, you just, sorry, it's not working. 
Um, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I mean, think about it. What did I just, what did I, what was I just talking about the first 10 minutes of the show about the old? And even if you're doing your job, I want change. Things aren't, things are staying the same no matter what I change. Well, then I need to change everything. So you're bringing back a retread? Man, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's not like I'm bringing back somebody from the glory years. Oh, you know, everybody's calling for Wade Phillips. I saw someone yesterday say, you know, uh, I want to let's fire everybody and bring up Jerry uh, Rossberg and start the start the rebuild, you know, with an 80 year old coach. Come on. That doesn't make any sense. Forget the nostalgia of this. You know, Wade Phillips would be great. Man, I want a fresh start. Sean Payton is a fresh start. Vance Joseph is not. That's that's not a fresh start. You're, you're going to need a fresh start on this. Skylar, I appreciate the support, my friend. Gary Leeds Palmer, he's coming in. He says, morning, Scott. <clears throat> Hope is only a town in Arkansas right now. It'll be interesting to watch to rebuild. Yeah, right now it's the timing, I think. You know, normally we think, excuse me, got to wet my whistle a little bit with some Lion's Coffee from Patrick. I think I saw Patrick in the chat this morning. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Um, right now it's just a matter of timing. How quickly do the Broncos start moving on, if at all? Um, the last it would happen would be end of the year. That's as, as the the latest it would happen would be end of the year when you start saying, okay, we're making some some staff changes. We're are announced, you know, the week of Black Monday. You're hoping it doesn't last that long. That things start happening before that. I'd like to see some realization from the Denver Broncos some admitting it to the fans to themselves that this isn't going to work this year we got to start thinking about 2024 would you I have a question for y'all would, would you accept that it's tough to come out they, they might not come out and say it they'll use the excuse like they did with Randy Gregory want to take we don't want to take a look at some younger players maybe they'll come out and say we needed some cap flexibility for next year but we wanted to do right by Justin Simmons by sending him to the Atlanta Falcons who lost a safety and are four and two after six games. And, and are, they think it's a, it's a good situation for him where he can come in and help them with a playoff run. When in reality, they're saying, okay, we're trying to get what we can because he's got a ridiculous cap number next year that he'll never play under. And we wanted to try and get some assets while we can, even if it's a fifth round pick for a, a pro bowl safety. What would you think? You know, would you would you be okay with that? I, I I'm getting the feeling this is, and not just you, y'all are diehards. We got several hundred people in here watching. If you're watching a Broncos chat at 7:30 Mountain Time, you're pretty well informed on the state of this team and where it is. Would your friends though? Why is this team so bad? You know, just the knee jerk, just you know, we gotta we gotta just bench Russell Wilson and start Jared Stidham or fire Vance Joseph, and everything's hunky dory. It goes much deeper than that. And y'all know this. How would Broncos country on the whole take the idea of, hey, we're 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 blowing the whole thing up? I have I have a question. Um Gary Paul, that that would be my question for Broncos country. And you know what? I'm gonna ask all y'all face to face at the meet and greet when I see you uh at the Green Bay game. I'm looking forward to it out there. Uh Scholar has a follow-up. He says, sorry, one more one more. If the plan is Caleb Williams, should be re- worried that he reportedly said he'd only play for five teams. Nick says that's B. Nick said that that was unsubstantiated BS. Um, 
And frankly, you're still able to put enough of a signing bonus down to guys and guaranteed money across multiple years to not have to worry about NIL. And Denver's still a good a good place to play football. Um, would I be a little worried about going to the Chicago Bears? Yep, I might be. I might be a little bit worried there. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, maybe, you know. But, you know, the teams that are in this thing that could be for the, the top of the picks – uh, Denver Broncos are still a, a, a shining franchise. They're still a, a, a crown jewel franchise of the NFL. They absolutely are. That's why they sold for a record amount of money to the Penner Group less than a year ago, or right about a year ago, I guess, um, because of all of these things. So, no, wouldn't worry about it at all. I, I really wouldn't. There's a slight possibility, but no more so than... I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. it the, the, the possibility has increased with NIL, but no, I wouldn't worry about it. One, he didn't say it. And two, he won't say it. Uh, three, the Denver Broncos, if they have the number one or two pick, Drake May's a badass too, y'all. I, I, you, you'd be pretty happy with Drake May. If you get either one of those guys, uh, they're coming in and playing, playing for this team. Um, let me see. I saw Andrew Lampy come in with some stars on Facebook. I want to make sure I get to him on that too. Um, let me see. And Keith had a great question. You might have to repeat it though. Keith, it scrolls awfully fast. Andrew, where'd you go? I'm going to scroll up here on Facebook and I'm just going to have to read it. Um, Andrew says, Hey Scott, I've seen pro bowls with better run defenses than we've seen in the last few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's harsh, man. I'm not saying you're wrong for sure. Um, that's, uh, it's tough. Here it is, Andrew. Appreciate you coming in on Facebook with those stars. So I've seen better run Pro Bowls, uh, better run Pro Bowl defenses run than we've seen. You're under man, an under coach, uninspired, uneverythinged. That's where this team is right now. Um, so you've got to you've got to change something. This week and I might not be the week. The long week uh, might be the right time. I think it was Skyler who said that. You know that makes a lot of sense see what happens you know it may be you hate to say it it's like yes it would be worth it to get the streak to get that monkey off your back to end that kansas city streak it probably probably still be worth it anyway but you need you need change to happen sooner rather than later you you really do you don't want to oh you beat the chiefs and oh it's 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 what's the what's the phrase for you know wallpapering over the cracks papering over the cracks this team has some foundational cultural problems right now. And, and it needs to be start over um, completely. And, and this might be Benjamin, Benjamin Flores. He says, get rid of the players that have only known losing. And, and like I said, it's, it might not even be their fault, you know, is, um, you know, Justin Simmons, you've been great, but we're trading you. Uh, good luck. You deserve better. I, I put, like I said, I'd give them the old, it's not you, it's me. Garrett Bowles, thank you. You've been a warrior. Broncos country loves you. Uh, but it's it's uh, you know, we we want to do better for you. Go, go make the playoffs. All of those type of things. Um, let me see. I saw a question for Keith here. We can run through this. Uh, he has a great question here. He says, Who is safe in a rebuild? Uh, the way I like to do that in this case is I go to the 2024. Denver Broncos roster on spot rack. 
and I start looking at the cap versus dead cap. Now you can mitigate some of this with a post June 1st, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's still, the numbers are pretty close. When you look at Russell Wilson, he only has a $17 million base salary. That's tradable. That is absolutely tradable. You'd still have to eat $68 million in dead cap either in one year or across two years. That's a ton. If you were to do it across, um, if you were to do it across two years, you would be just about cap neutral, meaning he wouldn't cost you any more playing for somebody else than he would sitting on your bench, at least in that one year. His cap hit is $35 million. That's about what it would be if you did it across two years. However, it would be about $35 million the next year also. Man, that's tough to do. I still think if you want to break in a young quarterback, for me, the best situation would be, let's say you're, you're drafting one or two, is to get your quarterback. You have Russell Wilson still on the team. You keep him on the team. Whether you play him or not is completely dependent on your rookie quarterback. But you can stomach a $35 million cap hit for one more year. And then in 20, and then the next year, you've got a little bit more options. Even with guaranteed salary, you've got better options the year after that. Garrett Bowles, 20 million cap hit against four. He should be trade bait. Um, next year, dead cap. Zach Allen is safe. He'll be back next year. Mike McGlinchey would be safe. He'll be back next year. Justin Simmons is a candidate to be gone and traded before the deadline. Uh, coming up, Cortland Sutton, trade candidate. And when I say that, I mean now, right now, this year. Tim Patrick, wave candidate. Uh, he won't be able to trade him. You save $10 million next year if you uh, if you're able to move him. So restructure, um, something. But he's he's gone. Ben Powers, he goes from, uh, he, you can actually move on from Ben Powers next year. His cap hit goes to 15 million against a $9 million dead cap hit. So you could, you'd, you'd have to eat some of that money, but you would get some savings in return. So Ben Powers is vulnerable. DJ Jones, 12 over two. It's 13 over three, actually, if you round up. I would bring DJ Jones back. I might try and restructure that, give him an extension and try and get some of that cap hit back. Instead of a $13 million cap hit, maybe I get him a three-year deal and I can get, you know, knock his cap hit down to four or five. Jerry Judy is trade bait. He's got 13 million guaranteed next year on his fifth year extension. He's absolutely trade bait. Uh, Alex Singleton has a mostly guaranteed deal next year because of his signing bonus. He's 7 million against 6 million. That is awfully high. Uh, you're not going to be able to trade him. If you can, maybe you can get somebody because most of that money is in guaranteed base salary, not in signing bonus. So if I can trade him for a seventh or a swap of sevenths and six, and I can get $3 million from somebody else to pick up his salary, I would look to do that. Um, Jarrett Stidham, again, depends on what you do with your quarterback, but you can save $5 million there. Pat Sertan is safe unless you go full-blown, we're starting this thing over, and by God, I can get a deal I cannot say no to. I'm getting... Two first rounders plus high first rounders plus. I'm basically getting two first rounders and two starters out of this. I'm getting four players out of Pat Sertan. I'm listening. I'm listening because you worry about this. You could have three years left for him. 
You could franchise them. They don't want to play on franchise tags. I would not close the door. I would not automatically hang up. Pat Sertan is your true trade piece to rebuild and help yourself in multiple spots. Best play on your team is one of the best players in the NFL. If you want to get a return, you have to give up something you don't want to give up. Pat Sertan is that guy. Obviously, seven, you know, six and a half million dollars. That is worth the first round draft pick uh, because he's so cheap. He's a $20 million corner everywhere else. Um, P. Ryan, he's still on contract. One and a half million dead cap. Uh, he is not safe. Chris Manhurts, not safe. Traymond Smith, hell no. Uh, Frank Clark, no. Javante Williams, still cheap. He'd be back. Uh, Nick Benito playing well and is only on $1.5 million. Quinn Miners is still cheap, $1.5 million. Dulcich would be safe. Baron Browning is starting to get to the point where what are you going to get from him? But he's still cheap. Marvin Mims, absolutely. Drew Sanders, Riley Moss. And those are mostly younger guys at that point. But I just went through a bunch of those guys, uh, Keith. So hopefully that helps. Uh, a lot of the guys we've talked about before. Let me get back into the chat here. Uh, we've had some supers come in. Um, let's see. We got Gary. We got Skyler. Patriot Techs. Um, Patriot Techs comes in. He says, even if we eat some money, is there a team out there Russ could play for? Let's let him play, sit Russ or trade. What do you think, Scott? I'll tell you what. Who's a decent team that was having really bad quarterback problems was the Atlanta Falcons. They were two and two playoff aspirations and Desmond Ritter is 32nd on any quarterback metric you can possibly look at. Would it be worth the Atlanta Falcons sending a third or a fourth and taking $10 million of his contract? Maybe for this year, because they wouldn't be on the hook. The, the Broncos are on the hook for the, for the rest of it. The Falcons know all about that with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and those massive contracts. Um, Desmond Ritter went out and threw for 330 yards, a touchdown and ran for one this week at home. And the Falcons have a pretty good chance of going four and two. So knock them off the board. Um, I haven't paid close enough attention to, you know, all of the other teams really, except their overall records to know how well is Green Bay playing? Um, you know, the Miami Dolphins, no. Bills, no. Jets, Jets would be an option normally, but those aren't normal circumstances right now with Nathaniel Hackett there. So you cross them off. The New England Patriots, I don't think are good enough. They're absolutely in the market for a quarterback, but not for an older one that can take them up a notch. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, you know, if, if I look overall, you know, they put money into Kenny Pickett, but Kenny Pickett hasn't been playing all that great. He's got five touchdowns, four interceptions. Send uh, send him over to Mike uh, Mike Tomlin over at, at Pittsburgh. They're a good team that is quarterback, def I won't say deficient, but, you know, challenge to a certain extent right now, not getting great quarterback play. Uh, Browns, Bengals, no. Ravens, no. Jaguars, no. Colts, Texans, Titans, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Eagles, Cowboys, Commanders, Giants, you know, Detroit Packers, maybe. Like I said, how well has Jordan Love been playing? Uh, the Buccaneers are a surprising three and one, but part of that's been because of their quarterback play. 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. So there's not a lot of teams out there that fit the bill of, I am a good team who could improve my lot with an improvement at quarterback. I'm a good team despite my quarterback. That's how you have to look at this. 
who might trade for Russell Wilson. I am a good team despite my quarterback. Now, if something happens in the next two weeks to one of those teams and they lose a quarterback, get on the phone. Yeah, we'll send you a fourth rounder and we'll eat. We'll we'll take on seventeen. We'll take on the rest of his contract for this for this uh, this year, and then we cut him next year, and you're stuck with eighty five million dollars in dead cap. Um, it's possible. Well, if you took on the contract, I already did the math on that. Sixty eight million dollars in dead cap. That's the problem with that uh, with that scenario. And uh, I see Kyle Barons. He mentioned the Steelers as well. And uh, Keith says the Commanders. Um, I don't think the Commanders are good enough to want to give up um, draft picks. They're not a quarterback away. They're not being held really held back by their quarterback play. And Sam Howell's been okay. Um, so you know, I, I look at the Steelers. Might be the Steelers and Falcons are probably the two best teams with the worst quarterback play right now. And Desmond Ritter had a hell of a game. Uh, yesterday so they're banking on a young quarterback improving improving that they might not be may not be there it's a it's a great question though um and and it might resolve itself next year there might be teams that think hey we're closer next year maybe we can pick this guy up for cheap and again his base salary plus uh you know a fifth rounder would be cheap and the broncos might be happy to take it honestly uh d porter comes in he says looking forward to seeing the mhh crew in a couple of weeks oh awesome I'll be there with Naj again. We'll stick around this time. I've already given Naj a ration of crap for saying, hey, I'm going to go get a beer. And then he gave us the Irish, uh, the old Irish uh, goodbye on that one. We never saw him again. Um, so looking forward to seeing you. You'll recognize me. Uh, I'll have the, the big forehead. And if it's, it's it was in the 40s here in Atlanta this morning. If, if it's as cold, cold there, be all bundled up. But looking forward to seeing you. Um, he says, not out this season, but soon enough, we'll start putting the pieces back together. Yeah, it's time to, at least this year, you've got your first-round draft pick. How miserable was it this time last year when you're watching this team fiddly fart around and look completely hopeless on on the offensive side of the ball with a head coach that looks completely out of his depth, knowing you don't even have a first-round draft pick? This year, it's like, all right, hey, we're losing. But man, two of the best quarterbacks in the last 10 years are available. That's better better i'm not saying it's good but it, it's better <laughs> appreciate you deep order good to see you diego alonzo says morning scott is it time for us to start a fire sale there's never a good year to be bad but with the quarterback prospects at the top of the draft i'm happy i just said that we're sharing a brain you don't want to be bad but the nfl is going to reward you for losing so hey enjoy it there's some positives that come out of this we stink and the more we stink the better it is the, the worst part's being in that constant 6-11, and 7-10 and 10 zone where you're just hovering around. We stink, and we might get a good player at the top of the draft. This is a chance to reset your franchise, Diego. It, it really is. If you get one or two, it's a chance. It's the hope of the, the guy that's going to turn it around. You know, looking back, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I'm a huge, huge Trevor Lawrence fan. I was a, I was a big Justin Fields fan, too. Um, he's played lights out. Good Lord. I don't know if y'all paid attention to what he did last week, but he's put two weeks in a row now where maybe he's starting to stack some together. Um, but this is the best two prospects since Trevor Lawrence, who for me was the best prospect since Andrew Luck. So we're talking about three of the four best, you know, two of the four best prospects in a decade. Not bad. 
it's it could it could get better. Um, Chop asks a question: If Sean gets power, do you think he keeps Russ? Sean has power. This is this is him. You're you haven't ever once heard me criticize George Payton for the draft and free agent signings this year. Not once. I go back when I start talking about George Payton. I start and stop. I stop at 2022. Sean Payton has power. So. Do I think he keeps Russ? I think it comes down to the the finances and if anybody could help and how much dead cap money you're willing to eat. The best thing for this team, again, financially, would be Russell Wilson one more year. Now, is he would he be such a distraction? Randy Gregory was shipped out in the middle of the season because he was a, he was a distraction. He was a bad example. Would you ever say that about Russell Wilson? Now, if Russell Wilson is going to be benched, say, Russ, we're going to pay you for this season, uh, but we're going to mothball you because we're rebuilding and your contract just doesn't work for us. We can't move you. Does he come back and say, okay, here's $50 million of my signing bonus back. Work something out. Maybe. Maybe. But it has to, it would have to get rid of that dead cap. That's the only way to get rid of that dead cap is something along those lines. He would have to return money. You talk about restructure. Restructuring is just kicking the can down the road. That increases the dead cap number. He would have to give money back. Aaron Rodgers restructured his deal to set up all this money. All he did was push the payments till later. He didn't give any money back. Most of these guys rarely ever give money back. They might take less money in the present so they can get it later on, but he'd have to basically void his contract and give money back to be moved without crippling this team's finances for the next two seasons. Do I think he keeps Russ? I don't know. My guess, my, my gut feeling is no. No, you're going to eat the money on that. But again, what, what would be best? What would be best? What makes the most sense is one more year of Russell Wilson. Whether he plays or not, 2024 Russell Wilson. That's what makes the most sense. So great question, Chop. Uh, it's going to be a huge question at Dove Valley for sure. Uh, Doug Raquel, I see you coming in on Facebook with stars. Thank you so much. He says, good morning. Good morning to you as well. If you got any questions, let me know. Um, let me see here. Um, Kyle has a suggestion over on Facebook. He says, trade Pat Sertan to Chicago for the Panthers pick. Ooh, wow. That, that is a good one. Um, because it's going to take the equivalent of three first round picks to get up into the number one spot. If, if, if you were to try it, it's going to take three first rounders and change to get into that number one spot this year. Um, unless you're number two, and then it might just take a little bit to move up to that number one spot. So let's say, let's say I'm the Cardinals sitting at number two and the Panthers slash bears have the number one pick and the bears decide, Hey, we're going to go with, Justin Fields. He played lights out for the second half of the season. We're good. And I don't want someone jumping over me to get the quarterback I want, or say I'm at number four and I don't want someone jumping over me. It's going to take the equivalent of three first round picks to move up into that number one spot. The number two, and, and, and even more than that, just to hold off someone behind you from doing that. What did I just say Pat Sertan was worth? At least two first round picks and then some change. Whew. That someone asked, 
Do you expect a blockbuster? That would be a blockbuster. And, and that's the only way that a blockbuster happens with the Denver Broncos. It would involve multiple first-round picks and or Pat Sertan. Be interesting. Would you trade Pat Sertan for Caleb Williams or Drake May? Because that's about what it would come down to, a one-for-one swap to get into that. If, if you happen to be outside of the top three picks, that's about what it would come down to. I don't think it would it would necessarily make that big a difference. Of course, you might be saying, hey, maybe I get the number two pick and I get Drake May, and I'm so bad that the, you know, that I got the number two on my own, and the Bears have the number three pick. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. too. <laughs> would you trade that? Probably not. I wouldn't give up Pat Sertan for a wide receiver. Only thing, it would not for one. I wouldn't make a one for one swap on that. It's a great conversation. Um, Diego asked again, he says, would you say that Drake may is a better draft prospect than Bryce young was right now, Diego, I would put, uh, the only one in the last 10 years I would put ahead of these two quarterbacks coming out is, uh, it's Trevor Lawrence. So these guys would have been number one in the last five years, uh, besides Trevor Lawrence. And then it would be, we'd have a hell of a debate. Trevor Lawrence was, the term generational gets thrown around way too often in this. And I'm willing to give 10 years for me. A generation was, you know, 20 years. That's what I grew up thinking. Now you have, you know, three generational prospects every year, which is just ridiculous. It's an overuse of the term. Trevor Lawrence was one of those guys. Andrew Luck was one of those guys, you know, a once every 10 year type. These two are pretty close to that. These two, Caleb Williams, I think is a once every 10 year type of guy least every five i'm willing to at least say five in the life cycle of the nfl draft of generational these these are again the four best quarterback prospects i would say over the last how far back now does andrew luck go 15 years the best four quarterback prospects off the top of my head in the last 15 years andrew luck trevor lawrence caleb williams drake may solid brandon asks again he says, uh, do you see a fire sale coming? And if so, who do you think we actually hold on to, if anyone? Um, I, I think, again, Brandon, I can go look at the 2024 contracts and, and say, wh who am I trying to move on from? Because these are the guys that either have, um, that, that will not play on their contracts next year for one reason or another, whether you want to restructure, cut, or extend these guys you have contract flexibility with. These guys are then become trade bait. Garrett Bowles, uh, Justin Simmons, Cortland Sutton. Uh, who else would I throw in there? I would throw in uh, Josie Jewell in there. He's a free agent, so he's not there. But those are the main guys because the other one uh, that you had big money to deal with, Tim Patrick, you can't trade him. Um, but the other one that you had big money flexibility with, you already traded and that was Randy Gregory on there. Um, I am at 47 minutes. I've had a blast with y'all talking. I'm just about ready to get out of here. So if you've got any last questions, be sure to get them in here. Um, I know there's a lot of um, a lot of talk about Shadur Sanders. Um, Shadur Sanders will probably be back next year. And I don't think he's quite on the level of Caleb Williams and Drake May. I haven't watched him quite as much like his arm talent, quick wrist, throws the ball really easy. Um, you know, you hear Sanders, you think, I think Dion, he's like, oh, he's got to be an athlete. No, he, he can throw the ball. He's He's got a really smooth release and a strong arm. And I know he would be a, 
a nice story there playing at Colorado. Um, but I don't know. I don't think of those as Colorado guys. I don't think as Deion Sanders as Colorado guys. It's sure I consider them hired guns for right now. Now, when Dion is there in 10 years, I'll consider him a Colorado guy. Uh, but right now I kind of think of him as uh, as a hired gun. Uh, good call on this one. Jer- uh, he says, Jerry Judy not on the trade list. He should honestly be the first to go. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that I overlooked that on my part. Apologies, Jabs. I got him on the first go round. Um, he would probably be your second most valuable trade piece where you could get probably a day two pick out of him. Uh, I don't think it's idea of getting a first rounder of him anymore, but a second or third, I think you could still pull off. Um, on that note, I think I am going to get out of here. I think CC has a good point here also. He says, Drake May really isn't far off from Caleb as a prospect, if at all. So keep the young blue chip corner and draft a stud QB. Uh, teams would be more talented overall. Yeah, if you're at two, you're not giving up to go up, go up to one. Um, it's if you're out of that top two, you would be thrilled. If I said, <clears throat> like I said, there's no Caleb Williams. If I said Drake May is the the one of the three best quarterback prospects of the last 15 years with Trevor Lawrence and uh, and Andrew Luck, you'd be excited, right? Um, even if he's the, just because he's the number two, everything's always relative. Oh, well, you said he was the second best draft quarterback in this one. Yeah, well, Zach Wilson was considered the second best in in that draft. That that doesn't they're different drafts. Drake May would have gone first over Zach Wilson. The only one in the last 10 years I can even think of where it would be a discussion over Drake May is Trevor Lawrence. And it just so happens that we're having that discussion this year with Caleb May. If you're sitting at number two, you're not moving out of that. You wouldn't give up really anything to move up to number one. Uh, And frankly, there's going to be, you're going to get tired of the talking heads trying to make it a debate between the two from Thanksgiving until draft day on who was the better prospect. And then after that, they'll be compared to one another for the next 10 years. So we're going to hear about this for a long time. He is a really, uh, a really, really good uh, prospect. And you'd be, you'd be thrilled to have him. And yes, the Denver Broncos have holes all over the place. And, you know, why can't we just go one more year? Because even if Russ is fantastic for the next two years of his aging body, the team around him is not good enough. So if you've got the chance to get one of these two quarterbacks, you take it. You take it. It doesn't matter what you think you can get out of Russell Wilson. He's irrelevant. Even if you love him, having Russell Wilson is irrelevant to that conversation. You get your quarterback right now because Russell Wilson is old. Whether he can play for the next two, three years is irrelevant. He will not play for the next five to 10. So on that note, I am going to get out of here. I appreciate y'all hanging out with me this morning. Nick will be back tomorrow and uh, we'll go through some of this stuff again. We've got uh, a ton of people watching. I'm flattered that, that, that you didn't all just tune out when you saw me. So if you're here for the first time, you can follow me on the, the Twitter X. I call it Twix at Scout Kennedy. Uh, you can follow us on uh, BFB underscore pod for Broncos for Breakfast podcast. The Mile High Huddle, make sure you are liking and subscribing. Sharing this video is a huge help. I want to say thank you to all of those of you who donated to the show. There were several on Doug. Uh, I know Lawrence came in, Michael, uh, 
on, on Facebook and then on YouTube. We had Donald come in early, Addison, Patriot Text, Troy, Skyler, Gary, D Porter, Diego, Chop, and Brandon Styles all coming in with super chats. Thank you so much. It is truly flattering that y'all hung out with me today. Enjoy talking football. And frankly, I will enjoy talking the rebuild process of this team. I love the general manager aspects of this game. I love the team building. I love the scouting. I love the draft. Unfortunately, that's what this team has to look forward to right now, but it is something that Nick and I love to do. So October moving on, we're going to have a lot of fun rebuilding this Denver Broncos team and look forward to having that journey with you. The Mile High Huddle Priests are back tonight at their regular time at 6 o'clock and 6.15, let's be honest. 6.15 Mountain Time. Nick and I will be back tomorrow on Broncos for Breakfast. I hope everybody has a great day. I appreciate you being here with me. We'll see you tonight. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a great day, everybody. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com